Hello, 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 and welcome to the Unofficial Controller Podcast, your weekly gaming podcast, episode 166. This, we're just going to be honest, we're talking about Redfall, we're talking about Xbox, the chaos is happening, and The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom week is finally here. We're going to just label this like chaos in the games and gaming industry. So, uh, with me, Seb, and always this week, joined by Bobby himself, the return of the prodigal son. Bobby is here with me today. The OG Tom to my OG George. How's it going today, Bobby? What's going on, bro? Everything's good. How about you? It's going well. It's going well. Welcome good to be back. back. Yeah, welcome back. What you what like what what's it been like being on the international circuit, traveling the world, working hard, you know, living the the I guess you could say the world's most interesting man lifestyle. What's that like? It's just tiring. It's just tiring. tiring. It's just, it's just, you want to do things and you just can't because you're limited by time. And, Absolutely. and, and really after so many hours of working, you just try to do anything and then you just take a nap and fall asleep and do it all again. Okay. Okay. So the secret of being the world's most interesting man is just taking a nap. It's just taking nap. that little, listen, if you get a power nap somewhere, you can get the mm-hmm. energy to do something because it's busy, bro. I feel you. I feel you. So you know what else is busy? Video games. And yes. that brings me up to the the question that we always ask, you know, Bobby, what have you been playing? Well, to be honest, I, I did some, I finished Hogwarts Legacy, got the platinum. Okay. Revelio, uh, I remember you. Revelio, everything. Uh, oh. There was a glitch that I thought was going to break my trophy, but you didn't need it for the trophy. It was just a 100% collection. Mm-hmm. So thank God I, I did not worry about it. Um, so I got the trophy. I got the platinum. I enjoyed the game, but I started to like. Obviously, it's, it's, I've said before, it's very repetitive. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, the storyline just falls flat. So if you are a Harry Potter fan and you enjoy the Harry Potter world, I'm sure there's lots of stuff they made mistakes on. Talking to other friends who've played it, come from the outside of Harry Potter. I know a little bit about it, but I enjoyed it enough for what it was. I just thought the main story was just pretty basic. I never felt like my character was in danger or anything else, anything was going to happen at all. So typical ending of a game, um, I would give it a hard 7 out of 10. Oh, wow. Like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't think it was a bad game. I think they could have did more things could have been. They could have done more to the game. But I guess it is what it is. It's limitations, whatever. Uh, if there's a sequel, hopefully they can implement what they wanted to to fix it correctly. But uh, it wasn't a bad game. I enjoyed it. It was. I think I did like sixty hours total. Okay. So it was pretty. It's pretty long. Um. Then I played this game called um, Beholder. Beholder. It was, yeah, it was all. I had it on my wish list. I mean, it was cheap. It was like ten bucks, but I got it for like four ninety nine. Um. Basically, old school NES Sega style um, platformer. Okay. So it was pretty challenging. You had a there was a it was a two D platformer. You look at you look a character like Conan Barbarian, and you gather um, you get different um, items to continue your journey. 
So there's some backtracking, not like Metroidvania style, but a little bit of backtracking. Definitely, it was it was challenging. It wasn't it wasn't easy. I thought it'd be a little bit easier, but it wasn't. And I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and then I put another game called Space Like Roguelike, something like that. A space roguelike adventure, I think it was called. I really enjoyed that. Um, a lot of levels, a lot of action, a lot of 80s style levels, uh, bosses. Um, brings you back to like like all the pop references of the 80s. Oh, that sounds uh, there's cool. A, there's like a Mad Max costume. There's a lightsaber, all types of things like that in the game. Um, I really enjoyed that one too. Um, and then I played um, and just some other like regular games I had that was cheap just to get out of the Harry Potter just get something done. And now I started playing Jedi Survivor. Okay. So far, so good. Um, maybe 10 hours in. Really so, like it. All right. So are you, as a licensed game, are you enjoying Jedi Survivor more than um, Hogwarts Legacy? Yeah, like, I'm not, like, a huge Star Wars fan. Like, I know enough about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched the eighth movie, and then I just stopped watching it because I didn't enjoy it. So this is the ninth movie. Didn't know how it ends. Don't care. Um, but I've always loved. I've always liked Star Wars. I just didn't like that. This new trilogy. Okay. Um, don't want. Didn't watch Mandalorian. Didn't watch anything else like that. But I just liked the original game. Thought it was really good. So the sequels here so far so good. Can't complain. That's pretty much what I've been. Um, what I've been playing. Okay. What about you? Um, you know, a lot of the same. I, I, I think you were a lot warmer on Hogwarts Legacy than the rest of the guys here. I think like the, the rest of the, the three merry men, um, we, we didn't really, it kind of plateaued on us re- really fast. So it's interesting to hear your, your, I guess you, you could say your viewpoint in comparison to ours. Um, and I, I think that's a really intriguing premise to where you, you as a person who's a, you know, a outside of the outside looking in Harry Potter fan versus the rest of us, you know, like enjoyed this immensely more. And you'd think it would be the opposite, you know, like that um, as a Harry Potter fan, this would probably be the dream game. It just kind of didn't pan out that way. I think that's really intriguing. And then I um also Jedi Survivor. I've been jumping in on that one a little bit. Um, played a little FIFA. Um, it kind of was in the mood to um, see I was I, I've been doing an experiment lately. I've been trying to see what sports game is actually the best premium sports game on the market. So I played mm-hmm. a little a little bit of the latest FIFA. I played um for the last past month or so. I've been playing a little of the show, and then um I pl- I play two K kind of regularly. It's kind of my my chill and relax kind of game. And then you know I played a couple of other games, sports games, trying to see what was the most premier like sports game. I don't think FIFA's on the list, if I'm going to be honest. I don't think there's a little like, I feel like they get a little lazy with the career mode for my liking as far as like. Oh, definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that kind of brings the overall mystique of the game down a little bit in comparison to how some of the other career modes are treated in sports games. But I digress. Um, I've been playing that and, you know, I've been playing a lot of indies um, lately, I guess. That's sort of my um, gimmick here on the show, but I've been playing a cozy game by the name of um, Coffee Talk Episode 2. For all you cozy game fans out there that like games with a strong narrative, this one 
is right amongst the, that kind of breed. I've been playing um, a game called Hunt the Night, which is like the a 2D version of like The Witcher 3 meets um, meets like Dark Souls. I've been playing that really? a little bit. Yeah, it's um, it is really good. It's it's if you like games, kind of like with Hades kind of gameplay, but you also kind of like the customization and the freeness of like the Witcher, but the toughness of Dark Souls. I definitely recommend give this oh, give wow. this one a try. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it's don't get me wrong. Like I said, it has the toughness of a Dark Souls game. It's gonna kick its teeth down. Like it's gonna kick your teeth down your throat. Like for sure, it, it comes for blood, but. Yeah, that that one's a bit interesting, and then yeah, I've been playing a couple of games for review. Um, yeah, those are you know embargoed information, so we'll talk about those as they kind of come out. But like, yeah, it's it's been a fun time in gaming. This it sort of feels like we had like a quiet lull a little bit, but like a little bit in the industry, and now everything's sort of like really ramp up. So yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. So, you know, we've been playing a couple of games here, but that hasn't necessarily stopped the news of gaming from keeping uh, from like commencing. It's been a wild week. Have you been keeping up with everything? Oh, oh yeah, here and there. Yeah, I've been uh, reading some stuff, um, mostly about Redfall. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, that's a good segue because it is time for the news. We've scourged the darkest regions of the internet to bring you the latest stories. First up, no more graffiti. Do you want to take the first news story, Bobby? Yeah, I'll take it. All right. Um, if I say anything wrong, my man on my phone, we have some technical issues. But here okay. we go. No more graffiti. Uh, Concrete Genie team Pixel Opus, uh, which first-party developer, part of PlayStation Studios, has put out a tweet saying it's been closed down. Uh, the post reads, Dear friends, uh, our, our Pixel Opus adventure has come to an end. As we look to new future, we wanted to say a heart a heartful thank you to the millions of passionate players who have supported us and our mission to make a beautiful, imaginative game with heart. Uh, we are so grateful. In a statement to IGN, Sony confirmed that Pixel Office will be uh, shuttered on June second, two thousand twenty-three. Uh, Sony said, "Places Studios regularly uh, uh, evaluates portfolios and the status of studio projects to ensure that they meet the organization's short and long-term." strategic objectives as part of a recent review process it has been decided that pixel office will close on june 2nd uh in june 2021 pixel office has been hiring for a new ps5 game built in collaboration with sony pictures animation on unreal engine 5 uh this led to much speculation over what the project could be with fans dreaming of a tie-in title with the spider-man into the spider-verse movies it no longer looks like that experience will come to um, fruition. Uh, Pixel Opus has realized, has released, uh, entwined, and has never been particularly large developer with Sony in terms of how many employees it has. Uh, still, Concrete Genie was one of PS4's most unique experiences and has also be felt on PS5. Uh, senior environment artist Bob Arkelbog, bold. <laughs> I, I like guess the name, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he says, I like to think that Concrete Genie, we made uh, the world uh, an ever so slightly better place. And not too many games uh, these days have a chance to try and do that. I will always be grateful for my time building imaginative worlds and this incredible team. 
that is kind of sad. Um, I didn't actually, I did actually enjoy uh, Concrete Genie. Yeah, I, I, I'm right there with you. It is a, it was a pretty game. It was a unique concept, and for like we're kind of missing that in the games mm-hmm. industry to where like it, 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 these really pretty games with um these cool concepts that kind of like showcases what a team can do if they're like free to kind of do their own thing and see their own vision and. I hate that the gamble kind of didn't pay off for them. If you look at the grand yeah. scheme of things, I, I I really do hate that. I want to, you know, before we begin, you know, really diving deep on this story, I do want to say we did miss one news story. It wasn't on the docket today. You're hearing our voices, the American UCP offices voices, because, you know, due to some circumstances around the world, the coronation and everything like that, the you know, the European, the UK office basically decided, you know, we're closing up shop for the week. Yeah. I, uh, I didn't, Bobby, did you know that this is a holiday? The, the big coronation of the, the new monarch? No, I did not know it was a holiday. However, I do appreciate that the George sent an email uh, to us, letting us know that it's closed down. We yeah. got, a, we got a, an email, which is, which is nice. I like it. Um, tech has been fine, but the email made it seem like this is an official holiday. Yeah, um, I don't with know. If this is, yeah, I don't know if this is an official holiday with some weight behind it. I, you know, it makes me wonder <laughs> what what are these gents doing? You know, like we we yeah, were, the American office. You know, I don't think we would shut down for a new president. You know, like I don't think no. I don't think that. So I think this might be them taking taking the day off, um, enjoying their counterfeit nappies, um. What what else they do? Drink tea over there, you know. Yeah, tea. Uh, yeah. yeah. Which listen, I mean, when I was over there, I I guess I enjoyed it because I was there. Mm-hmm. However, haven't had tea since. Don't ever plan to. No, no. We um, we have good taste buds in America. We don't drink. Tea. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have amazing things over here. Um. Yeah. I just think because in America we don't really get holidays like that. No. And in some and sometimes depending where you work, the holiday doesn't mean anything. No. Mm-mm. No, oh, you still holiday? have to go Great. to work. See you tomorrow. We talk about Columbus Day all the time. Still got to go to work. Still got to go. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah. come on, man. It's crazy. Labor Day, certain businesses are still open. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I it makes me wonder, what are these guys doing? It I makes, don't know. Makes me I wonder. Imagine. Unless, unless, maybe they had certain people, you know, come to the gamer shed. Yeah, I am. Uh, yeah. gamer shed. And since yeah. we're too far away, we can't go there. I mean, they all, they only got one hit show over there. It's like like and that's Ted Lasso. What what else can they possibly do? And they can't be watching anything. No, no, I'm not sure. Interesting. Uh-uh. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're getting back to the news story. Our main news story concerning Concrete Genie. Um, you know, I hate to hear that. I really hate to hear that they're closing up shop. They they put out a really good, a really solid good game in um, Concrete Genie. You know, Pixel Opus was a a studio that I was hoping to see more out of. Bobby, like, what do you think of this news story? Stay with us. We'll be right back. Ever thought modern video games should be more interesting? At the Gaming Blender, we take randomized genres, mechanics, and make a new game every episode. I've added permadeath. We have a survival game of a hardcore simulation, which could be House Flipper, and with the permadeath of XCOM. Then that all has to be an action adventure. Yes. Ooh, dear. Yes. And sometimes... 
it doesn't quite work. And you you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off. The <laughs> way the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favorite podcast platforms now. I mean, it's sad they closed down. I feel like what they only had the one game. Um, yeah. You know, not not every show is going to pump out games left and right, but at a time where most games are like you know hardened or uh, you know maybe R rated, tough, this was a more lighthearted uh, experience. It had some um, there was like some bullying undertones, trying to make the world better. I guess in this little narrative there, which I enjoyed. I played it way after release because it was a free PS Plus title, I believe. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I wish I would have played it on release because. I liked it. I would have played it again, but definitely a unique experience. Um, yeah, it's sad they didn't make anything else. Yeah, yeah. What did they get a chance to? So, what do you think of the news that you know, like it was rumored they were working on a Into the Spider Verse type of game? Would that be something that you interest you personally? Yeah, because if they were going to go with that kind of art style from the film, mm-hmm. and didn't have to necessarily do anything with Sony Spider Man. Would have been pretty um, interesting to see what they could have done because they could have took basically anything from the Spider-Man universe from all eras and made a game out of it, which would have been pretty cool. Yeah, that would have been very unique. I I would have loved to see what that looked like and like and total. And I would have loved to see what that gameplay looked like. Would have been something very similar to what we've gotten with Marvel's Spider-Man on the on the. PS4 and the PS5, or would this have been a brand new, unique story experience? Would have been something like the Telltale games, perhaps, where you where it's more like narrative focus based and you kind of like making your own decisions. I would have loved to at least maybe get a trailer to kind of see what kind of direction they were going in. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as always, uh, we hope that the people who are unfortunately getting laid off by these circumstances land on their feet and find new roles in the industry really fast. We are very much lacking in the industry on the creative side of, of the fence, especially if, you know, the the writer strike maybe affects the games industry. Uh, so we hope the best for everyone over there. We hope you find some new gigs in the industry very soon. So yeah. with that said, let's move on to the second news story of the day. It is concerning all about Xbox. Uh, I will take this one. Even Uncle Phil is confused. As you may have already seen, Xbox Phil, Xbox big boss Phil Spencer has earlier today taken part in a very candid interview. Well, not today, ladies and gentlemen. This this was um, written earlier this week. But earlier this week, he took part in a very candid interview with Kinda Funny XCast Crew over on YouTube.com slash Kinda Funny. And we're still very much into Redfall, as we're very, still very much into Redfall's launch this week. The game was, of course, a hot topic of the show, and it released its release was discussed at length. When asked about the state of Arcane Shooter at launch, Phil tackled the topic head on, going as far as to say that he is personally upset by some of the reactions he's seen so far. There's nothing that's more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community. This is Phil Spencer, by the way, and this is my Phil Spencer voice. Y'all can let me know how I did in the comments. <laughs> I've been a part of it for a long time. I've obviously worked on Xbox as head of Xbox. I had a lot of friends get a lot of feedback, and 
just kind of watch the community lose confidence, be disappointed. I'm disappointed, but I'm upset with myself and Uncle Phil's rant. Phil goes on to reiterate that the critical response was not what we wanted and that the team is disappointed by the launch reception of Redfall. I think, oh, here's my Uncle Phil voice again. I think back to the announcement of 60 frames per second, and then we weren't shipping for 60 frames per second, and that was kind of our punch in the chin, rightfully, a couple of weeks ago. And then seeing the game come out and the critical response was not what we wanted. It's disappointing. You kind of pick up, and you kind of pick my eyes, so kind of pick up myself up, and can we learn? How can we get better? The head of Xbox has gone as far as saying that Xbox needs to improve its development process after what happened here. So it's safe to say that Redfall will probably be used as a case study for Microsoft for years and years to come. At least there seems to be a good selection of games coming to the platform real soon, as reiterated by Xbox boss earlier this week. So, Bobby, let's dive into this news story. This is probably the hottest news story in games right now. Redfall came out, and let's just be honest, let's let's just be brash here. That's kind of what the American UCP office does. It was a stinker. It came out, it it laid an egg. It is not a great game to most people. What did you get a chance to play Redfall and what do you think of this news? No, I didn't get a chance to play Redfall. Um my brother was playing it. I watched him uh play some some gameplay. It just seems like first of all, a couple things. He was killing some vampires mm-hmm. and then looking for some item. And then the vampires he killed kind of came back into frame. So mm-hmm. like they weren't there in front of him, but when he went to the side, they were still there. And then they came back to life, so we had to kill them again. But they didn't move; they were frozen. Um, he's he showed me that you can't shoot the glass and the cars. Um, environmental doesn't really break. Um, there was some slowdown, but um, and then he didn't play the multiplayer um, aspect. Just whatever he was showing me, I'm not sure what it was, but okay. um, other clips from other people on internet, YouTube, people who I, I watch on all, all the time when I'm at work, um, they also have the same kind of issues. So it's pretty much like um, Cyberpunk all over again, just like unfinished, unpolished release, which seems to be happening all the time. Uh, there was even issues with Jedi Survivor, apparently, uh, in this first week. They did a, up, an update or something. There, wasn't, there was something they had to fine-tune. Yeah. Like, I don't yeah. understand why they just can't just release it fixed like what is this rush to release a game that's so important yeah um I, you know i there's a lot of things that go into that sort of decision i believe a lot of it is investors and such like that who push games out because they want a solid um a solid return on the quarter and in, in, on their quarterly investments so I believe that that's a lot of what kind of goes into play with decisions like these. Unfortunately, you know, like video gamers and and the people are the people who suffer for those type of decisions more more often than not. And that that really is a shame because like we're in an industry in the entertainment industry to where our dollars probably should matter a little bit more than than, than you know, than just the investors at this point. But, you know. It, it it's unfortunate it is what it is kind of scenario but 
I digress. It's, was Redfall a game that you were going to play anyways, even if this was came out and it was a solid hit? I mean, I was interested in the concept of it, but um, was I really going to play it, to be honest? Not really. But it just it looked cool. I had like the, the vibe. I was like, oh, this, this could be really good for, you know, to play. And now, now I'm like, nah, I'm not interested, really. Yeah. Yeah, because I would probably go out on a limb and say that you're the UCP multiplayer expert. You know, like you, 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 you while you do play a lot of single player based games, um, I, you know, I know that Elden Ring in particular was a game that you um, experienced uh, a, a lot of like a lot, a lot, 400 hours, 400 yeah. hours, a lot. Uh, you experienced a lot as a, you know, in the community, you were knee deep with your friends and family playing, you know, exploring the lands between and really diving deep into Elden Ring. So I mean, even Gotham Knights, like, yeah, I mean, it was cool because me and my brother had it. We played it together. So our experience together made the game bearable. But if yeah. I was playing this as a single player, like I would be upset. Like, yeah. this is this is what you released and I'm playing with my friend and it's broken. Yeah, like I think that's that's the, that's the general reception. I was I me as a gamer, I wasn't really looking forward to Redfall. I kind of had like my suspicions about this game. I think I talked about it on the show in general. Like the way they showed this game off um, for the last like couple of months, never something never really clicked with me with this. It was a lot of it had to do with like just the general messaging that we as gamers didn't necessarily know what Redfall was. Um, like some people could probably speculate that Redfall was going to be a back for blood, left for dead type of experience while other people were talking about it was, Hey, left for dead is probably a, a, um, fallout type of experience. Um, this game was also marketed as a multiplayer game that you could also play single player. And you who mentioned Mm -hmm. Gotham Knights earlier, like you can probably attest to this just as well as I can. It seems like games that were that kind of try to be both don't really work very well. Like you kind of have very to pick, hard. Yeah. You kind of, for you, the most part, you have to pick a lane and stick to it. Mm-hmm. And Elden Ring is one of those like few exceptions to the rule. I would probably say more often than not, like, and even then I'm like, a lot of people did not play that as a multiplayer game. A lot of people just, you know, explored the lands between as a single player so, experience. Yeah. Which so, works, which works well also. Yeah. So, I, it's it's curious that, you know, like, I don't necessarily know what the lessons to be learned is because, like, this doesn't feel like it's an isolated incident for Xbox. Like, if you look at what happened with um, Halo Infinite, it, Halo Infinite didn't come out as a buggy mess, but it came out lacking a lot of the features people requested at, at launch. It didn't have the Forge mode that we expected from Halo. It didn't necessarily have the co-op campaign that was promised. Um, the the game's roadmap, as far as the um, the multiplayer, was very lacking and very yep. unfulfilled. Like, it, other than Forza Motorsport, like they really have been a little behind this generation as far as like releasing titles in general. And I think the cadence of which you know they've been dropping games have kind of like, I I'll be honest, like I feel like Xbox gamers' patience are starting to expire. And I feel like that's a negative part of like the communication. They they came out and had a showing. Uh, I believe it was almost a year ago to this day, or if not very close to it, that 
um, that they came out with the Xbox showcase and they said, hey, like all of our games are going to release uh, that we're showing today are going to be releasing 12 months from now. And most of those games didn't make the cut. Like most of those didn't come out within those 12 months. So that was another thing that just didn't click. Um, so what do you feel about the state of Xbox right now, Bobby? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business, or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step -step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step -step guide to starting your podcast today. Um, I don't, I mean, to be honest, I don't, I don't really know. Um, like I know the game pass is its thing and there's lots of, um, you know, there's some good to come out of the game pass. Obviously it's just all the games you can get for the price of the monthly price. But like, what really is there for a non Xbox gamer? to grab onto and play like what is what like what is their top 10 games that's that's there to play like i haven't really seen an xbox game but people people talking about an xbox game like my friends at work they don't mean they don't mention xbox games it's only like either third-party games or playstation games that have been released you know solely on playstation so like i don't see something that someone would say hey Go get a Game Pass because this game is hot right now and play this and play that. I mean, mostly third-party games, yes. If you want to save some money and you're playing with your friends, basically everything that's popular is crossover. So I don't necessarily buy the game, but some of those games are also free or have been free at some point and you already own. So unless we're all waiting for Starfield to come out and that's what happens if that's what happens if that game is not nine out of ten, ten out of ten? What like yeah. what is going to happen? Like we're yeah. all waiting for that to come out because to me, I'm not an Xbox hater. It's just like I haven't seen a reason for me to purchase the Game Pass. Okay. Like what is there? What is out there to play? I'm sure there are good games because they have several uh, you know, different genres to play but like what is out there that's solely an xbox exclusive experience i i think you're right on the head and uh i think you hit the nail right on the head there i think like you know whether or not gamers want to admit it especially in this ecosystem like exclusives do matter in this world that we live in like i know a lot of people you know say the console races is the console race is dead and such like that but like Let's be honest here. Let's call it spade a spade. Like in, in the every industry, there's competition in every single industry. If we're if we were talking about cars right now, sure, like Toyota's not necessarily one v one competing with Prius, but like they are competing for for market share. For you know, like it's capitalism. They're they're in competition. Like they Toyota would love to be the number one car company in the world just like xbox would probably love to be the number one video game manufacturer in the world uh so yeah it's one of those things to where like i i'm not trying to champion one company over the other but i will say like 
yeah, it's been rough for Xbox. <laughs> it's completely been like rough. it kind of reminded me like back in the day when I was a kid growing up in the nineties, you had mm-hmm. WWF. Yeah. They were doing its thing and they were just they were killing WCW. Mm-hmm. Right? So maybe let's say WWF was kind of like Super Nintendo Nintendo. Just yep. killing the game and Sega was WCW. All of a sudden, WCW had NWO, they had Hulk Hogan come back, they had Macho Man over there, and their views started to get more than WWF. Because at one point Sega kind of beat Nintendo, if I guess money-wise, but at least they all had their they both had really good games to, to compare. Mm-hmm. But the Super Nintendo was just the number one. And then what happened? Little by little, WWF got their groove back, they took back over their ratings, and then eventually WWF, WCW was bought by WWF. Okay. Now there's no more competition because it's the same company. And if you want to watch wrestling, well, you have this only option, right? Yeah. So if there is no competition for video games or anything to go back and forth on, because how am I going to be better than you? Or how can I make a game better than this? come out and there's competition then there's not going to be a great game debate then it'll kind of get just kind of get stale like i love playstation but a lot of their games are single player narrative stories eventually that can get quite boring because all you're going to release is single player solo experience stories which are nice but let's do something else (laughs) <laughs> but there's nothing else for them to do. I feel like that's that's what they're stuck on. And that, and I guess that's their thing. That's fine. But what happens if Xbox starts to make single great single player experiences? And now they have a catalog of games that take you down that road. And it's on Game Pass. Now, why would I spend all this money on a PlayStation game when Xbox and offer the same experience for a monthly fee? Yeah, right? I, I think that's what Xbox Something is has trying to, to happen. Achieve. Yeah, something has to happen where they can go back, back head to head. Um, you know, sales wise, I don't have a computer in front of me. I don't know what's what's killing it right now, but um, the yeah, Xbox needs to figure figure something out right now because Nintendo is its own thing. Nintendo will always be Nintendo, and they have their own people and their own fans, and they could release a game that was released in 1982 and just repackage it, and people are going to buy it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Sony or Xbox can do that, right? It's like they just not because people will probably already have it. So I don't know. Let's see. Like you need competition, and competition is good for everybody because without it, things get stale. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And um, it, it's interesting you brought that up. Um, I'm one of those people who have long since been in the Xbox ecosystem. Um, I I do own all consoles, but like I. I've been a little bit discouraged by the constant promise of like, wait till next year, wait till next year. Like we're going to get everything on track next year. And I'm starting to, it's, it's one of those things to where, yeah, you're right. Xbox is my game pass machine. So, so to speak, I basically play that for, you know, the occasional third party games. If I, you know, am doing review access through the Xbox ecosystem or I'm playing, you know, um, a game pass game. I, I rarely buy first like, like I really I rarely look forward to first party Xbox games. It's more so I look I'm like curious more so than it is like 
oh, like Halo Infinite's my most anticipated game. I'm like, that's not the case. And it's it's a little bit of more so about the narrative that is that's been around Xbox. It seems like with every major major first party game outside of the Forza series, there's always a controversy. You know, why doesn't this game run at 30 FPS? Why is this game at 30 FPS? Oh, oh, this game's been delayed like six times. Or like, oh, this game has, you know, like we were promised like two features. We're not going to get any of those two features. It's one of those things like if someone keeps lying to you or at least like keeps pushing that that narrative down the road, kicking the can down the road on you over and over again, you kind of get tired of it. You you kind of fatigue out on hearing the excuses. You kind of want to see a return on you a return on your investment for a lot of Xbox gamers, especially like game like gaming is an expensive hobby. It can be, especially when games are seventy dollars now. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's. Like, I mean, if you think about it, though, technically games are much cheaper than they were back back then. Yeah, yeah. Due to the environment, uh, but that still, we live in, you but still, yeah. you still. I'm putting seventy, eighty bucks into a game, and this is this is it. Yeah, and and think about it like this. Like I, I know Redfall is a Game Pass game. A lot of people are associating with that on Game Pass, but this also retails for people who don't have Game Pass as a seventy dollar purchase. This, you know, like if you didn't have Game Pass and you still wanted to play Redfall, they still charge you seventy dollars to play this game, and and then it, you'd be livid. Oh man, I'd be hot right now. They'd have yeah, to, yeah. Somebody'd have to yeah. see me about this. Yeah, like <laughs> somebody would have to see me in the streets. Yeah, no, this it. is not. This is not good. Yeah, it's not. No, good. for sure not. For sure not. It's, and, it reminds me, like maybe not as controversial or issues, but same thing as um, Cyberpunk when it was released. Yeah, yeah. Like, just to, like, like you don't get it. You haven't. You obviously you haven't learned because it's not the first time this has happened at at all. No, no. And, and I'm sure it'll happen again. And, you know, to your to cyberpunk credit, and I, I know a lot of people are going to be like, wow, he's defending cyberpunk here. Like to cyberpunk's credit, at least that had a cool vision behind it. Like cyberpunk felt like it was going swinging for the fences. And they just like, you know, they put out a game way before it was ready. Way before. Yeah. Redfall. Way before. Yeah. Way before it was ready. Redfall feels like a game that even if they had another year. Like, I don't necessarily know if people wanted to play this type of game, if I'm being honest. Like, mm-hmm. it, it, like I don't think people wanted to play... I, I think the vampire thing was interesting, but I don't think people wanted to, to play a hybrid, single-player, multiplayer experience that that didn't necessarily have a big, nuanced story behind it. I think for a lot of single-player gamers um, out there, like, you want either a game with, like amazing gameplay or you want a game to where you're really experiencing the story and really getting lost in like the characters that you're investing in this game was never about characters like it, that's not the whole no, point no, of this no. game so i'm like i don't necessarily know if there was a win win situation for this game this would probably like a, you know gonna be like a typical grab a buddy co-op shooter exactly have a good time with it for a couple hours and then what's next Exactly. So I so that makes me wonder, like, I think it's more of the creative vision behind Redfall. And I think like it wouldn't have mattered if like Redfall was a was like a graphical showcase and it wouldn't have mattered if like the everything turned out okay with like the bugs or anything like that. I think the creative vision of this game is something that people just didn't necessarily click with. 
Like, yeah, I, I, agree, I agree with that. Yeah, so I, I'm, I'm curious on where where Redfall goes from here. If you're the big boss of like Xbox, though, where do you? What would you do, Bobby? Listen, take Redfall. Is it is what it is, right? So, mm-hmm. I'm, what are you gonna do? Nothing you can do about it. If I was Phil, I would try to get get some studio, get somebody, right? Start making some single player experiences only. Then get some kind of co-op game, whether it's you know top down or first person shooter or whatever, to get to get fans interested into playing together and into a game, so you can keep using your Xbox, right? Mm-hmm. You have to try to do both this this hybrid thing. I think it's going to work, or showcase some of the the older games maybe that have been remastered or something to get people back on on the system, and then like. I would just stop having a date. Like, okay, what is the date in our chalkboard? Okay, April, August 10th. Okay, August 10th comes around. Let's pretend it's August 10th. We're not going to release the game. It's not ready. Let's do a really good quality testing of what we want. What do we want? Is this a good game to release? Then release it. If it's not a good game to release it, we just put to be released at fourth quarter. Like, get it get it ready. Get it fixed. Like, don't have a disaster, another disaster release, because you can't. And if, and if we're only putting our, our eggs in one basket, and we're all waiting for Starfield, and this game doesn't come at you and uppercut you in the jaw, from the first moment you start playing it, then we're going to have a problem. Yeah. I would try to avoid that at all costs. So, did you um watch this interview with Phil Spencer and everything? The kind of funny X cast interview. No, I did not watch it. No, no. Okay, so some of the some of the things you mentioned just now were kind of like touched on in the interview. Like they asked him why um he why he put out a game like this. What goes into delaying like games and such like that? The decisions there, like um you know, interesting enough, like he said they had like uh, mock reviews where they brought in people um, where they brought in like their mock review process. They thought this game was going to be almost double digit higher review scores than what it ended up being. So that makes me feel like there was either a disconnect, like somebody either lied to their faces and told them what they wanted to hear or they, they need a new system in trying to figure out like their like first of all their preemptive review process probably needs a little work and then i think like uh the it also makes me feel like they need more careful game plans as far as like like you're saying like figure out a cadence and figure out like a a system behind it and the crazy thing about it is it's like during that interview um they he also said like he was very hands-off with this game like he wanted arcane like our arcane Austin to basically have their vision, see their vision through. And they basically, you know, like were a lot more hands off with this than they're being with um, Starfield on Starfield. He mm-hmm. feels like it was all, it's all hands on deck, you know, like a lot of input, a lot of like other teams are throwing their input and, and helpfulness around this project. Do you feel like, you know, like I I'm all for like letting studios be creative and everything like that. Do you feel like there needs to be a balance though, between like, Hey, like Arcane Austin is really good at Dishonored and stealth games and single player, like single player stealth games like Dishonored. Do you feel like he probably should have made them do another game of that ilk? Or do you feel like 
they, uh, you know, it's interesting because we just talked about Concrete Genie. They were free mm-hmm. to almost do their own thing, explore their own creative vision, and now they're unfortunately closing up shop. Like, do you think he should have probably like reined them in and made them kind of stick to what you know, or do you feel like there needs to be that show your creative creative like flex? You know, like basically show your creativity. Well, no, because I think that to grow as a company, no matter what you are. Sometimes you gotta try different things to get you out of that, out of your own um, little box. But listen, if you're if you're good, if you're really good with something, obviously continue, continue to do it. But to grow, you gotta try something else. And if okay. that fails, that's okay because you learn from it and you try again. But you'll always have that underneath, like okay, I'm always good at this, so we're we're gonna continue doing this. But let's try this, let's try that. And and eventually, now you all of a sudden you have oh, I need more employees, I need to do two things. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But as a boss, like for me, for my example, in a hotel, right? So I, I'm in the engineering maintenance. Let's say we have an issue with a leak and the room is damaged. And my boss is like, oh, how long? How many days? I'm never going to say two days, one day. We'll get it done tomorrow. I'm going to tell her like three, four days. Because in her mind, she doesn't really know what's going on, but she trusts me. So now I have my team and I'm like, okay, guys, we have to do X, Y, Z. I get it done. Maybe it's two, three days into work. I trust my guys to get the job done. But since I, I but since I have to respond to my boss, yeah, maybe I might not babysit them, but I'm gonna go check on how the work is being done. And if they're done early, great. We release the room. Everyone looks like a hero. We we got it done before the day of. But if it's not done on that day, then I now I have reasons. Well, it, this room's not ready today, even though I told you because X, Y, Z. So there has to be some kind of quality control, regardless of if you trust the team or not. So if you're not going to be really hands-on, like I'm not saying micromanage, but if you're not going to be hands-on or just see what's good the process is going through, then you're going to expect another result like this. You have to be somewhat involved, whether it is what it is. Listen, if you want them to rock out with this game, that's fine. And that's their division, that's fine. But Go check them out. Like, hey, what are we up to? What are the steps? How's it looking so far? Oh, you want to do this? It's not. That's fine. That's great. You know, it's your game. No problem. But check on them. See what's going on. Because obviously nobody checked on them. And whoever they're hiring to do the mock, the um, the uh, the gameplay. I mean, yeah, you got to do something else. That's that's not working. They they straight up lied to you. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. Uh, you know, like we do have another news story, but this is the big one of the week. You know, like in the in the grand scheme of things, this feels like what it, what matters in the gaming industry right now. Another yeah, just thing- because just before I logged on, um, well, on the Google when I put put up Google, mm-hmm. that one of the first news stories was like, uh, Redfall has lost almost half its players on PC. Yeah, so like they're already they're already dropping, and there's you can't really save this because it's not one of those games that. Like you said, like a cyberpunk, where you want to play, where you're invested into it, you want to see it out. It's like you know what? I'll just play Halo. You know the crazy the thing is, is like the crazy thing is, is like you say that, and then like I, I mean, you kind of have that same kind of opinion, but feel like during that interview um, with kind of funny, he said they're going to put more time and resources into Redfall and trying to, um, you know, make this game as good as it possibly can be. Which makes me feel like I, I, I'm like you. I think you should cut bait on Redfall. I feel like this is a 
this is an IP that, you know, if somebody wants to see how bad of a game they, they can possibly like see on Game Pass, they they can check it out. It's on Game Pass. You can check it out and see for yourself. Maybe you can fix some of the bugs here and there like that. And I would probably hire an outside team to fix the bugs and I get Arcane Austin like started on a new project ASAP. Mm-hmm. Like. I'd be like, hey, y'all, y'all got your creative project out of the way. Let's get started with like another stealth game. If I'm being mm-hmm. honest, like, oh I, yeah, that's definitely true. Like, I, I get and them I, back on track, get the positivity back in the team to yeah. release something else. Like, don't let this be their their downfall. They're smacking the hand. Listen, you made a mistake. It didn't work out. Move on. You got to move on fast. Oh yeah, you can't for dwell sure. on it. For sure, and and that, that would be my whole thing. I'd be like, man, like, hey, we we tried something new, it didn't work out, you know. Like, you win some, you lose some. Now let's let's bounce back. Let's let's figure out something new to kind of work on and such like that. I, you know, I I know, like, like you said, you kind of have to trust your guys, but you also kind of have to be on top of things. It's kind of like being a boss in in any industry. You kind of have to learn how to juggle that. I do you think Phil Spencer maybe needs to kind of like figure out a roadmap and kind of be a little bit more hands-on with like these studios. I mean, if he's, if he's going to be the big boss and obviously he can't be everywhere at once. No, for sure. But not. then you can delegate, but you can hire somebody or delegate like a director for each game coming out to give you their input on what they're seeing and then make the time to go and check it out based on what they're saying. Because if someone's saying, Oh, everything is fine. Everything is fine. Everything is fine. Really? Let me go check it out. Maybe I won't spend as much time, but I want to see what everything is fine means. And if this guy's saying this game is a mess, then you got to go over there and handle that immediately. Because you cannot be everywhere at once. He's doing a lot, right? I'm sure it's a lot. Like in my own world, my boss, she's in charge of like, she has two buildings. She's in charge of like nine departments. There's no way she could be everywhere at once. No. So she might trust more departments than others, but she still follows up even if it's just a 10 minute phone call to see what's going on. And that's, I think what he has to be more involved in, like get, get, get some directors or help for each individual studio you want to have to oversee and then respond and then feed and get their feedback and then go test it out. And he's also probably spread, like you're saying, spread thin in a lot of different ways because like super spread thin. Oh yeah. Cause I mean, think about the acquisitions that they're making as well. Like that they're trying uh, with the act, like and the, the headaches that Tony's given them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And now, like, I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot to do with. Yeah, I'm like, so there's there's a lot going on there. I would and listen. He has like a vision. Like he wants to get Xbox in everybody's house because he wants everyone to get to play video games. And I, I love that. that. Yeah, a, I love that. And that's a great vision to have. And he has a vision. I don't think it's that. Like, you know, I think his vision isn't so ridiculous. I think it's an actual vision it can happen he has a goal and i think it's achievable but if he's spreading himself too thin then then xbox is going to collapse onto itself and then that'll be the demise of, of big phil yeah um and he kind of mentioned that during the interview as well it's just like they gotta kind of turn things around for and he said you know uh he you know he didn't basically say my job is on the line but he did make it seem like hey like i can't we can't afford too many more of these problems like at the, at this point, are you going to be talking to someone else? And I'm sure they have stockholders. I'm sure they have investments. And these people are going to be like, listen, guy, we can't keep taking hits like this. So, you know, yeah. I mean, not not everybody's job is on the line. 
But in, in the real world, yeah, everybody's job is on the line every day. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And this is um another one of those things to where I'm like, I I also like wonder at this point because like they announced very quickly that they're doing a Xbox um showcase and that that's happening around I think it's what June eleventh, maybe bada 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 and will correct me if I'm wrong on that. Uh, I'll probably hear that this week. But like, you know, in June they're doing a um a you know a Xbox showcase where they're they're basically laying it all out there and saying, hey, like these are the games that are coming in the near future, probably in the like, probably in the distant future and everything in between. I feel like that showcase has to be a 10 out of 10 at this point. Like mm-hmm. after Redfall, after Redfall, after Halo Infinite, after you've kind of been getting your teeth kicked in by other people of like other companies in the industry. And again, this isn't to say like, oh, PlayStation is better than Xbox. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is PlayStation has been managing its portfolio of catalog immensely better. Mm-hmm. And Nintendo is the same way. Like we besides Pokemon, you haven't heard of a Nintendo game coming out and being like, hey, this is a buggy mess. Like, yeah, no, it's true. You haven't heard that. And besides, you know, like PlayStation released uh, like released some stinkers themselves. Like if we're being honest with, with ourselves, like Destruction All Stars was a PlayStation exclusive game. It didn't hit. It came out. No. People forgot about it. Bobby, right now, probably yep. probably forgot that game existed until I brought it up. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, it is one of those things to where like no I company's mean, perfect. No, their point system for buying the games. That's whatever that PlayStation. Uh, I don't even know what it's called. Oh, it's terrible. That that's that's terrible, right? It is what it is. The Forspoken game. I mean, that got bad reviews. It's just like I have no interest playing it. Did I saw the trailer? Was like, nope, not for me. And then when the reviews came out, I'm like, that's exactly what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Stinker. It is what it is, man. Some like it happens, you know. But they move on quickly from it. Yeah, yeah. And there's always have... something coming out that can make up for that loss, right? Exactly. Exactly. You beat me to the punch. They just like they always have something around the corner to like balance that out and. That's one of those things to where I'm like, Xbox needs a a portfolio. They really need a staple, and then you got to be on top of these studios to put out like quality uh, quality games. Like at this point, I'd almost like if I was Xbox. This is just me speaking. Like if I'm Phil Spencer, I'm going to each studio trying to like making sure that I know what they're up to. Make and then we're going to do like, and I, I I hate performance reviews. I hate the term. I feel like it's always like. The worst thing in the world but what i will say is like we probably should do like a mock game analysis to where like we mm-hmm. get this in the hands of like five like under uh, under wraps gamers and such like that we we have our focus team and then like every three months we see how does the focus team like this game at three month intervals and then we kind of just oh, i agree i agree yeah i mean performance kind of, reviews you get nervous but if you do it correctly, you know, there's, there's always something you can improve on. But, yeah. you know, you have to just highlight the things you can improve on because because everyone's a human being. bro. And if you keep getting hit after hit after hit and you're not good enough or this is not good, this is not good, you're going to lose hope in yourself. And that's going to show up in everything you do. So you have to do it where, listen, this isn't that this isn't really that well done. However, I like X, Y, Z. How can we how can we continue this flow? Right. And then you get them to think and be creative and fix their little issues and continue 
what they're doing. Now, sometimes, listen, this is just really, really bad guys. Like, I know you did X, Y, Z, and I appreciate all the work you did, but this is this is a mess. Like, how can we fix this? Yeah, you know. And if it's really that bad, just just scrap it. Yeah, I'm right there with you. Stop wasting time. It's done. Move next one. Bam. Just get it out. You know what I mean? Like, you can't. Sometimes it's just bad enough for like even you have to be honest with yourself. Like, no, this is really going far, far down. Yeah, I have to. I'm like, and I'm if I'm honest, if I'm being honest with you, like, I don't see why Xbox doesn't go to like a company like Marvel or DC, especially DC, and say like, hey, we want to work on one of your licensed games. Like, we have like this studio, this studio, and this studio, and. We are going, we're promised we'll put out a banger title. You just let us work on this type of game. And like, there should be no reason in the world why they don't have like their own spider, like their own, like, I'm not saying exactly like Spider-Man, but their own version of what Spider-Man is for the PS4, like their own title. Yeah. Like they should have, and it doesn't necessarily have to be like Spider-Man. It can be a Dr. Strange or if you, even if like they like Marvel says, Hey, we're, we're sticking with PlayStation this this go around like DC's right there. Like you should be able to go in there and say like, Hey, I know you have things going on with justice league, which by the way, looks like it is absolutely like poo poo at this point. And mm-hmm. well, but like you should be able to go in there and say like, Hey, y'all are doing something with justice league. Y'all may be doing something with Batman and wonder woman. Let us work on flash. Like, well, <laughs> let us work on like a Superman game. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I don't get it. Like I don't get why they don't do that. But I also like one thing I don't get with Xbox right now is like I don't necessarily get why like a lot of their studios um announce these games and then we hear nothing about it. Like Perfect Dark was announced last year, like a couple of years ago. We've heard nothing about that game. Indiana Jones was announced, which is the the, the licensed game I was just talking about. We've mm-hmm. heard we've seen nothing of that game. We also nope. We haven't seen anything in Fable for about two and a half years at this point. We haven't seen anything from um, what is another game? Um, um, Hellblade, it, like Hellblade. Oh yeah, we, yeah, yeah. That that one was rumored to well, be. Well, I think like, there was. I think I saw something about it. Unless. Yeah, I'm you're right. I mean, correct. it was like, um, but not like enough. Like, oh wow! Like, I kind of kind of forgot about it. Yeah, it 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 Actually. was in that that conference I mentioned. You you know where mm-hmm. we talked about like the twelve like. 12 um month like oh yeah yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was in that same conference and but like where we've seen that game like five times now where's like a release date for that game or at least like like hype could also hurt you mm-hmm. because if there's a game coming out that people that's going to blow people's minds and you announce it there's the hypeness is ready the level like oh my god i'm ready to play this if you yeah. wait too long then I don't care now because I'm over it. Right. But then I might get excited again as it comes out. But now if the game isn't good, then people be even more upset because the hype was, the hype was so real. So Redfall was they like announced that. games. Yeah. They announced games way too early. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. even announce anything unless it's like 30%, 40% in. No, oh, yeah. So you sure. can announce it and then fix it. Like, I have an idea. Bam. Okay, great. Where's the gameplay? Where's the footage? Oh, we don't know what it's going to be yet. So why mention it, bro? Yeah, it's almost like um, Xbox is constantly playing catch up. 
it's like they they want excitement, they want buzz. Hey, we got to get people invested in Game Pass, and we got to get everyone excited about the platform. So we need something to announce. Hey, let's announce this, this, and this. Even though we've just now come up with the concept, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's true. No, it's wild. It's wild. Yeah, and, and and let's be real about it. We don't know what PlayStation is working on, like outside of Wolverine, like for the next the for the next year, like yeah, which is also wild but i'd rather have that yeah yeah and a mystery game that you just announced well what's it going to be about oh we're not really sure yet but there's an idea yeah we still don't right, know uh, the vast majority of what um and, and xbox i think is a little bit um worse in this regard because like they've been acquiring so many studios over the last uh, of the last like I would say almost two years at this point. Like so many studios have been acquired by them. You then now you're asking, or at least your fan base is asking, like, "Hey, great, you acquired all these studios. What are they working on, and how soon can mm-hmm. we start getting these games?" Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I don't get it. Yeah, yeah. Like our our European office wanted us to talk about the Super Mario game, but like I'm gonna be honest with you. On the Super Mario movie, but uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. We're just gonna note that it is the Super Mario movie cross one billion. It, you know, like congratulations to the team over there. Um, yeah, you know, shout out to all of them. But like Xbox, I want to see it. I do want to see it. it. It does look fun. It does look fun. I haven't seen it. And I have anymore. a, I have a, I have a note. Anybody who wants to see it, my my friend saw it with his uh-huh. kids. He said, "Stay till after the credits. Something really cool happens." Okay. So if you haven't seen it yet. Stay to the credits. All right. So you heard it from Bobby first and mm-hmm. Bobby's friend. Stay after the credits if you haven't seen it. That said, yeah. you know, like one last question I want to ask you about this Xbox situation, because that is, the I feel like, the biggest story in all of games mm-hmm. right now. Like Xbox needs a win right now. Like, what would you do? What would you do in the next couple months to give Xbox gamers a win that they drastically want? I mean, well, you got to find out what what do the xbox fans want like what do they look forward to getting the xbox right like if you're a playstation person it's mostly because of single narrative solo experiences okay Mm -hmm. what is the xbox gamer craving what is he what is he looking forward to you got to find out that interest and then you have to get something of that nature and release it just don't release a game because it's a new game. I want to release something new. Like there has to be something that they're craving or they're lacking that they're looking forward to. It seems to, like to, um, to get Star- it out there. It seems like they think Starfield is supposed to be that game. I mean, and that's fine, and it could be. But then, what's the two games before that, right? And what's the two games after that? Because yeah. if you don't have a bridge, okay, and that's your only stud, right? And then you have nothing else to go with it or connect it to or 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 balance it out. And that thing is a and that thing isn't holding steady, then you don't have no bridge, man. It's just done. Man, if it, I, I'm gonna be honest with you, it feels like there's the largest pressure in the world right now on Starfield to be good. Oh, and and maybe and you know, bro, it's a it's maybe it's too much, bro. You know, like it's a lot of like if you're riding on this one thing and it does not come out out of the ring like like ultimate warrior running down the ring shaking the ropes <laughs> if you don't have that man it is going to be a complete disaster 
Yeah, yeah. I, I'm right there with you. Like, I at this point, I'm like, if Starfield doesn't come out and it's not a 10 out of 10 or at least a nine, a lot of people are going to be looking like this is a this was a failure and this is what we paid one billion dollars for Bethesda for. And it's going to be rough like that. Just like you think this story is bad with Redfall. Redfall don't even have any like Redfall didn't even have any hype behind it. Starfield is supposed oh. to be the, the chosen one. So you oh. got Bethesda. What what's their last three four games like oh fallout 76 um and with, and that, well that was basically that's third party obviously but that didn't do that good yeah okay then you had what fallout 4 yeah which came out to a a mixed response i would probably say uh like you know it didn't necessarily set the world on fire i think like mm-hmm. I think i you know i won't say that's a bad game but i will say no but it's not like what you yeah exactly um, yeah, I, and didn't they have the wolfenstein yeah, Wolfenstein. Um, I mean, part two was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. Okay. What the else? next generation, I think, was like the um. I can't remember what the next generation Wolfenstein was. Young Blood, right? Yeah, Young Blood. No, Young Blood didn't do didn't do that good. No, no. So yeah, so I have the list right here. Um, I'm going in reverse order from its release dates. Hi Fi Rush came out in 2023. Ghostwire Tokyo came out in 2022. Deathloop came out, um, you know, for PlayStation. And by the way, Ghostwire Tokyo and Deathloop came out initially for PlayStation, everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, Deathloop in 2021. Doom, uh, like Doom Eternal was 2020. But that was good. Yeah, that was decent. Rage 2 was another one that came out and kind of just absolute came out like a wet fart in the wind. Mm-hmm. And, and didn't do, <laughs> it didn't do anything. Doing yeah. Um, the Evil Within Two came out uh, like like it was Fallout seventy six in twenty eighteen. Wolfenstein Two: The New Colossus twenty seventeen. Also twenty seventeen was the Evil Within Two, Dishonored Two, and Prey. So they've been dropping games like at a very yeah. very high rate, but none of these games. And you are see, like, like none of them were like fantastic. No, no, they were, I, they were I, good. Like a lot of them have, there's a fan base there. I wouldn't say they're necessarily bad games, but they're not like get on the hype train. Yeah, you're right. None of these are like, like other than Deathloop, I don't think Deathloop reviewed very well, but I don't think it sold gangbusters. I think was the problem no, with that. No, one. It yeah, is like, so it's like of, you're, that's what you're writing on. Yeah, yeah. And like, this is, this is kind of nerve wracking. Like, to be honest, like, if I'm not saying you're gonna fire a big Phil, but like, bro, if this doesn't come out, then who's responsible for this? This mess. You gotta think. You know, video game. The video game. I mean, unfortunately, industry. he'll be the fall. He'll be the fall guy. Oh yeah, regardless. for sure, for sure. I mean, he is the head of Xbox, and he's also the poster boy, so to speak. He's who you think about when you think of Xbox. Uh, I, I'm gonna be honest here. Like, I, I know this isn't sports or anything like that, but like. In the sports world, if a GM and you could speak to this on the the soccer side of things, but like if a GM has high expectations or like a high budget and such like that, and you just like went out and required like a Ronaldo type of player in in mm-hmm. soccer and such like that, and you still come out and you're you're threatening to be relegated in soccer, like heads are gonna roll. Like legitimately. So like. here's here's what I don't want to start. I don't want to start a NFL war. Yeah. <laughs> however, however, mm-hmm. I think most people 
either really hate Dallas, which I do, or you love Dallas. Okay. Okay. So Jerry Jones is the mastermind behind Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, for sure. Dallas Cowboys were amazing. They were amazing in the 80s. They're amazing in the 90s. Their last Super Bowl was on VHS. Okay. You want to yeah. watch it? You got to go to VHS tape. But he always is acquiring top talent. He's always trying to get the best of the best. And for some reason, they get to the playoffs. They just can't do it. And after a while, it's like, is it the talent's fault? Is it the coach's fault? Because he had coaches. He fired coaches. He had the best quarterbacks, receivers, running backs, defensive ends, linebackers. His roster should be Super Bowl winner every year. However, they just can't seem to make a playoff win. After a while, you have to think to yourself, whose fault is it? It's Jerry Jones's fault. Yeah. If you cannot produce, then we have to go a different route. And I'm not saying Jerry Jones is doing anything wrong because he is acquiring the talent. But what is it that is stopping this team from achieving what they want to achieve? Okay. They have the money. They have the superstars. You want to play for Dallas because it's the oh Dallas Cowboys, America's team. You want to go to Dallas. Okay. I'm a giant fan. We have been trash for a long time. We're not going to get any better. We're not going to get, we're not going to get any better with our GM and everybody. It just needs to be overhauled. We all know it. We have patience. The Jets are so desperate. They just got Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. That's not going to make a Super Bowl. Sorry. That's not. But whatever. It is what it is. Okay. The hype train's there. A successful team, you have to, everybody has to be successful. And unfortunately, if there's an issue, coach gets fired or whatever gets fired. Jerry Jones is going to, is like Phil Spencer. Like you're getting the talent, you're getting the, you're getting the teams and you're getting all the, the game producer developers, right? You have this whole goal of what you want to do. It's out there. Everybody knows you're very transparent for the fan. That's amazing. Like I know what Xbox is trying to do. I understand their goal. Why haven't we got there? Okay. This yeah. is the playoffs now. This is the playoffs. You're going to be in there. This is your big bang. You're on Super Bowl ready, baby. This game doesn't work. I think Phil Spencer is going to be in serious trouble. Either he's going to, I don't know, resign or the stockholders are going to get pissed off. Or, I mean, he's going to have to have a change of a new era of Xbox. He's going to have to start. Man, you're right. Like, this game has huge ramifications with it. And it's funny. Like, normally I'm the big NFL guy or at least, you know, American sports guy. <laughs> you're more more on the European side of the thing. So that's why I use the soccer analogy. I like how you kind of flipped everything on its head there. Keep these people on their toes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but now you know, your next move. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, <laughs> you know, I um. You know, like I, I'm gonna move on with. Um, we've been talking about Xbox for a while. This George would have already been like waving the white flag and been like, "Hey guys, we got to move things along here." He, but I digress. George, you should have, you shouldn't have taken off for the the coordination because Amer- the American office is running the ship right now. <laughs> We're running it. We're running it wild, bro. For sure, for sure. So. But with all that said, let's talk about the new releases of the week. It's time to take a peek in what we affectionately call Stingray's boot. What's nestled in between some counterfeit, we're going to call them diapers because it's the American office. We're not going to call them nappies here. (laughs) What's nestled in some counterfeit diapers and a dodgy 
well, we're not even going to say dodgy. We're an American office. And a sketchy-looking copy of the Battle for Indoor this week. So these are the new release highlights for this week, May 8th through May 14th, 2023. Listeners, these are out on digital or physical or will be by the time this podcast is in your feed, but could be and probably will be region dependent. So, Bobby, without further ado, let's take it away. What games are you looking forward to playing and what's coming out this week? Listen, there's only one major band coming out this week. It doesn't matter about any of anything else, to be honest. You got another Fisherman's Tale. Listen, whatever, bro, okay? It's about a fisherman. It's an award-winning sequel of a Fisherman's Tale. Never even heard of that. Uh, It's a VR experience puzzle. All right, listen, no offense. See ya. Then you got TT Isles of Man, Ride the Edge 3. You don't even know there was a a Ride the Edge 2, okay? So that doesn't really matter. See ya. What does matter, though, Bobby? What does? The Legend of Zelda. Tears of the Kingdom on the Switch, May 12th, okay? Mm-hmm. This is what it's all about. I have pre-ordered the game. I hope it comes on time because every time I get a pre-order, it's always the next day. It's just That's just New York, I guess. But I am I am on the hype train. I am very excited about this. I loved Breath of the Wild, which I was confused on. I did not know it was a Wii release game originally. I thought it was a Switch game. No, it was a, uh, Wii, it was would, a Wii U game. Yeah, I didn't even know that existed, bro. That's 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 <laughs> how much I did not know about it. When my friend got the Switch and he was playing Zelda, I was sold. I just I love Zelda games. I just love them. So I gravitated to this game. I got a custom skin for my Switch of of, of Breath of the Wild on it with my own name on it. Like I am so ready for this game to come out. When's the before like Tears of the Kingdom drops and everything like that? Before you you dive into it, when's the last time you touched your Switch? I'm oh, just curious. Man. I'm just curious. Oh, uh, when did Metroid come out? Um, like Metroid Dread or Metroid Prime Remaster? No, no, uh, Dread. Dread was last year. I want to say. Okay, then that's that's it. Um, I took okay. it to work a couple times. I okay. played it. When we were busy, I had to stay over. I had to stay over my my job for a few days, so I brought that. Uh, but I haven't played it since. Um, and since Eva's been busy now too, like she stopped playing Animal Crossing, so the Switch is collecting dust. <laughs> yeah, so now it's time to undust it. So I'm ready for it. I'm, I hope it works. I haven't even taken it out of the dock. <laughs> so you're gonna have to do a so, test run real quick. So this That's... is a, t- a test run. Actually, I lied. I'm sorry. I think it was a month ago we talked about the the. Toilet paper game? Yo, you did play it. I okay. I played it. Listen, it's stupid. It's funny, but it's it's basically um, what do you call it? Um, I forgot. I forgot what the, I forgot the term. What the term is called? But it's like, all right. It's like that's his thing. It's funny for a little bit. You play it with your friend. And after a while, you just forget about it. And you're never gonna play it again. Almost like shovelware, basically. <laughs> basically yeah like and that's it and but that's not even considered playing i just want to try this game out because it was hilarious on the show mm-hmm. but ultimately yeah it's been about a year bro like okay. that's sad yeah 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 I, I i'll be honest with you i haven't had a whole lot of like reasons to pick up and play my switch more so than any other console and it, it does feel old at this point like i i desperately want a new nintendo system like i would love to see what a fast version 
of a Nintendo console would look like at the, like in 2023 or 2024 at this point. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what they can do with the new technology that we've gotten. Since they can do it, man. Out. Yeah, there's this artist I forgot on Instagram. I'll, I'll put it in the Discord um, okay. if I remember. Basically, he made like what if Mario was on PlayStation or Xbox, oh. right? And how they would look, and Zelda, and like all these games look amazing. Like, can't Nintendo just do that? Yeah, let's just get it done. I I even saw like someone, um, you know, like you know, uh, they they did a a dodgy thing and showed what what Breath of the Wild would look like running on like a high end PC at 4K and such like that. It was gorgeous, absolutely <laughs> like sure gorgeous. And then like I and then he like did a side by side comparison of um of like what it looks like when it's not running on PC the the regular version of it and it looked it just it looks like you were playing a game from the 1990s it look it looks bad in comparison it really does it looks murky it looks like somebody smeared like grease over like a television screen and you're just watching yeah. it through that it's bad but anyways you know like so that stingray doesn't come out in hondas i will say another fisherman's tale um comes out pc vr psvr2 the quest may 11th E.T. Islands of Man Ride on Edge 3 comes out on PC, PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch on May 11th. And of course, Tears of the Kingdom comes out for the Nintendo Switch on May the 12th. So for everyone looking out, like looking forward to these games, this is the platforms you can find those on. I myself am probably going to be looking forward to Breath of the Wild more so out of that lineup than any of the other games. I can see George playing another Fisherman's Tale, though, Bobby. 100%, especially with the VR. Oh, yeah, VR, and it's about fisher, like a fisherman and basically has some puzzle aspects. It's relaxing. Yeah, Yeah. he'll be on it. All the way on it. He's played a game about canoeing at this point. Exactly. I wouldn't wouldn't throw this past him at this point. Wouldn't put it past him, no. No, no, so... Anyways, you know, like that is all it for our show, other than the fact that, you know, we got to talk about what this this guy, this beast, this fiend Stingray looks like to us. What does Stingray mm-hmm. look like to you this week, Bobby? The American he, Stingray, this, by the way. Yeah, the American Stingray. Well, first of all, he's got that 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 long goatee that connects down to his throat. Okay? okay. He's got he has the new hairstyle. It's like the mohawk, but it has that weird fade to the back. Almost okay. like the mohawk mullet. Almost like a Mohawk mullet, yep, yep, but a clean fade on a number two, a zero okay. to a two fade. Okay. I like that. Yep, and he just has on his his Lakers shirt and a pair of, a pair of of of, uh, of Adidas pants. I like that. I like that. So yeah. he he's he's celebrating the NBA playoffs right now. He's just he's definitely excited. It's a LeBron jersey, so he's ready for it. I guess I'm I'm assuming he's a Lakers fan, obviously. Jersey. Yeah, yeah. It's it's been you a know? fun time if you're a Lakers fan. It has sure has. So that that's exciting. That's exciting. So yeah, I am um I'm right there with you. I'm gonna follow the train. I'm I'm very much um loving the NBA playoffs right now. Everything we're seeing, it's been a very fun time. I hope the Phoenix Suns get their teeth kicked down the throat. This against uh, <laughs> uh, it gets Denver right now. So yeah, I am um I'm seeing the the Ray as uh in the cowboy suit. As many people know, I see the Ray as an upside down like a person who's built like an upside down bowling pin. And yeah, uh, I'm seeing what I like to call Country Ray, his his um his step cousin from um you know the ba- the boonies over here. Uh, and yeah, 
I would I think the I think Country Ray today is just wearing some overalls, very similar to what George normally wears when he records with us. Um, okay. He wears some yep, blue overalls, and then I, he's got a cowboy hat, and he's got um he's got a cowboy hat, and unfortunately he can't afford any boots or anything like that, so he's just wearing some Sperry's. He looks very discombobulated. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very discombobulated. Oh wow. But yeah, everyone, um, before we go, though, Bobby, do you have anything you want to shout out? Anything you want to plug? Where can the good people find you? Uh, they can find me over at the underscore chronicles underscore of underscore a underscore gamer. I think I have to stop the underscores, but I, I love them. So. <laughs> I think so. But I love them. I'm over there. Um, and then my PSN, it's handsome underscore Rob underscore seven. There's more underscores. You can find me over there on Instagram and obviously on the podcast and the Discord. All right. What are you going to be playing, though? Uh, well, I started playing We Were Here Forever, my okay. boy Marlon. It's a puzzle game. It's you only co-op. You can't play it solo. You need a friend. Um, the first two levels, puzzles were interesting and fun. Now I'm like, what are the hints? Because I'm like, I had to go to YouTube, bro. It's getting very, very complicated. Oh wow! And now it's getting a little frustrating. Okay. Um. Then there's one with a time limit. So right now we're stuck on like I guess the third stage. You have eight minutes to do this concoction, and I just don't, I just don't understand it. So we're gonna try to figure that out, and then Jedi Survivor, all the way to the bank. All right. So what about you? Yeah, I I was gonna ask you what's gonna happen mm-hmm. with Jedi Survivor come may 12th are you still going to be able to play jedi survivor when tears of the kingdom is out or what's going to go what's which one's going to get pushed to the wayside well i have a plan okay i'm gonna play jedi survivor in my house when i'm home okay alone or my own time i'm gonna play breath of the wall i want to play uh tears of the kingdom when either either eve is watching one of her many shows that i don't have interest in on okay. the couch in my head. The Bachelor. Okay. Yep, exactly. Or like going to or at work for lunch. Okay. Okay. This sounds yeah, like I'm a plan. I'm I'm because I gotta have a plan there. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I'm gonna be also um I am going to be playing Metroid um Prime Remastered this week until the lead up of her to the kingdom. I I've never played a Metroid game before, so people tell me that's oh, really? amazing. No, I've never played one. Mm-mm. Never played oh, one. Oh wow. People tell me it's amazing, so I'm uh, I'm gonna check it out this week. I'm gonna be playing, um, polishing off um, Survivor, and then I will probably. I just beat Horizon Burning Shores, so I will probably try to wrap up a couple of trophies in that. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't think that it's like it's a good twenty dollar DLC. It's it's if you like Horizon okay. Forbidden West, then it's more Horizon Forbidden West, but with a better, more nuanced, um, focused story. Like I will say one of the feedbacks and probably like the critiques of Horizon Forbidden West was like the story was a little bit uh, all over the place, not as focused as it probably could have been. This is a very much narrowed down, focused, nuanced story. And I think they they nailed what they were going for here versus what they were attempting to in Forbidden West. This feels like this feels like it probably should have been the end of Forbidden West, to be honest. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I, I think they did a really, really good job with um Burning Shores. That said, yeah, I'll be playing um that, and, you know, I got a lot of lot of um indie games that I always get um reviews for, like, review access for, so everyone be on the lookout for that. 
But in the meanwhile, you can find me at, you know, Sebastian. Um, uh, what is it? Sebastian SDM3 on the Twitter and such like that. You can also find me at the Single Player Experience, uh, like the Single Player Experience podcast, the premier podcast for single player gamers to find out about good single player games to play. Uh, on that podcast this week, we've had one point like one point two million dollar like million followers from our guest our main guest of this week and that's lamar wilson he is an unboxing legend he's um was one of the first people who got his hands on like project xbox project scorpio and such like that we talked about his experiences and such like that yeah we talked about his followers and how he's amassed um you know, millions of followers and and different things like that. So if you definitely want to hear about how you should uh, up your game as a content creator, definitely check out that episode. And, you know, if you are also looking for dope video game recommendations, I just highly recommend you check out that podcast. Um, in, in the meanwhile, though, I've been Sebastian. That's been Bobby. And before we just throw it out and say we're out, you know, like, George wants me to George has sent me numerous amount of notes and talking about like, hey, do this very unique out uh, this very outro that we do here. I don't know. I don't know. Do the American outro need to be something different than the counterfeit nappies type of outro than they normally do in the European side of things? No, man. Like we're together, but okay. we're also separate from America. So we could just rock it out, man. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'll I'll do this though to keep the tradition alive. I will say there's nothing wrong with being given the unofficial controller. It's what you do with it that counts. Everyone, thank you so much for tuning in on this episode. We've been the American Office UCP. We'll be here from time to time. You can definitely check us out mm-hmm. here. Definitely check out the main show if you like what you heard. Like, leave a review, comment. Check us out in the Discord as well. The link to all that would be in the description. I've been Sebastian. That's been Bobby, and we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>